0: not evening whenever you're listening welcome to the new dakota boys talk movies it's been as they say dakota a minute
1: that's right man we're back back again back
0: and dare i say better than ever (laughs) (laughs) i mean i got a tummy tuck dakota got dakota let's just i'm just gonna say dakota you don't need anything oh you look you. you look great as is Oh, man, it's getting deep in here. But boy, did I need that tummy tuck. <laughs> so so we're back. We're better than ever. And we are kicking it off with a new movie review.
1: What are we reviewing? I'm just kidding. Yeah, a, a new new movie. Not new, like a new new movie. Not like new to us. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, new to us. Or we're so old that a 10-year-old movie. Well, that's still a new movie. <laughs> but an actual new movie. We're seeing it opening weekend. Venom,
1: Let Let There Be Carnage, (laughs) also I was trying to remember what the subtitle was. I thought maybe for a second there you kind of like had a mini stroke or Uh, something. Well,
0: it kind of is what I'm the person that they probably just put the two for, like when they just like, let's just call it Spider-Man (laughs) 2, because that's how I am with like, uh, now there's going to be this other Spider-Man, I keep mixing around which one's no way home and which one's far from home, it's like, I just got to remember in... In that second one, he's lit, he's far from home, and in the new one, he might be in another universe. Who knows? <laughs> if I just remember that, it might help. But Let There Be Carnage is, is the movie we're talking about tonight, the new Venom movie.
1: When did the last Venom movie come out, Dakota? Was it 2018? Oh, you know, it doesn't seem that long ago, but yeah, I think it was 2018. It must have been,
0: because... Then there was 19, and then there was just kind of the year where we don't speak of. And so, yeah, it it was supposed to, I think, kind of be like a couple years later, but, you know, it ended up being three years later that this one came out. Um, Although, is it? Here, I'm going to do it again. Because the other Venom might have been an earlier-in-the-year release because um, it had the Spider-Verse teaser at the end. Oh, of the yeah. credits, so I think it might have been a spring release, and then Spider Verse came out that that winter or whatever. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> this movie um, sort of picks up. How long would you say there is between movies? We have the teaser for the car for uh, the character of Carnage during the mid credits of the last movie, and I would say this movie picks up six months. It doesn't really yeah. say. It feels like less than a year.
1: Yeah, the film actually starts off and this is kind of odd. They they put two actors who would have been adults in nineteen ninety-nine and then they showed them as like the younger versions of them.
0: Well, it, it starts I... with the flashback to
1: nineteen ninety-three. Oh, was it ninety three? I thought it was ninety nine. No, it was
0: ninety-three, but it was still throwing me for a loop that in nineteen ninety-three we were supposed to believe that Woody Harrelson was like twelve. <laughs> Because I'm pretty sure in 1993 he had already been on Cheers as a bartender. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess he was just supposed to be playing a character, uh, younger than he is in real life.
1: Yeah, I think he, I think he does have some, uh, some years on. Uh, oh, I can't even remember her name now. We were just talking about uh, her earlier. Uh, uh, Naomi Harris. Yeah. He does have quite a few years on the <laughs> here. Yeah,
0: this movie, it does kind of start interesting with kind of your... Inter- we're introduced to our antagonist. Although, is there a protagonist in this movie? <laughs> Dan. Oh. Dan is the real protagonist. Nobody likes Dan. No, nobody likes Dan. Um, Yeah, we're introduced to um, Cletus and... I only remember her power name. We'll just call him carnage and shriek.
1: (laughs) There you go. That works for me.
0: (laughs) He's not truly carnage yet. And she can shriek, I guess, (laughs) um, how they're both in this facility together and she's being taken to a different facility and neither of them are happy about it because they have this, where the love of each other's lives thing going on from being, um, together, um, from a young age and, Oh, Wait a second, Dakota. I'm mixing my timeline up. It does make sense his age because in 1993, they were, looked like they're maybe in their 20s or 18 or 19. And I'm thinking of when they talk about how when they're little and they meet at the orphanage. Yeah. And I guess that was before. So I guess it still maybe works. to what you, But there is still a little bit of an age gap between those two for. Yeah. They make him Yeah. Sorry. We were thinking of two different things, I think. <laughs> I just caught on to that, Um, but yeah, we're anyway we're introduced to them, and we find out that this love of his life is actually, as we said, Shriek. Where we were just we were talking about this Dakota is she supposed to be like comic Shriek, a mutant? Because they don't really explain in the movie. She just inhales hard and can scream till people's ears bleed.
1: Yeah, they don't really explain how she got her abilities or why or anything about them. She just has them. And uh, something that kind of led me to believe she was, maybe they were hinting at her being a mutant. They threw her in like a a clear kind of cage. Soundproof room. Which <laughs> kind of reminded me of Magneto's cell. Kind of. The yeah, end of the first X-Men movie? Yes, but more pillows
0: <laughs> for soundproofing. But yeah, well, it did feel very Magneto prison-like.
1: So I, I think they were just like purposefully trying not to explain yeah, what she was. Yeah, you're
0: just supposed to understand that she has some this super immutability. And I think you're supposed to also just shrug it off and be like, we're in a universe that has venom, which is like a goo that comes out of a guy with a face. So you kind of just let it go, I guess. Speaking of which, then we are introduced to our hapless hero, Eddie Brock. Is he a hero, though? Is he? he <laughs> he's trying to be. Because as we find when this movie starts, they're having, what you call it, a lover's spat? Him and Venom. It really ends up being a romance in a lot of ways, which is kind of fascinating. <laughs> oh. Where it's like, I, I feel like that whole... Kind of first part of the movie of those two, you, it just feels like at any moment you just we're gonna hear. a <laughs> little odd couple going on. But um, Eddie Brock is attempting to lay low because of the events of the first Venom movie by begging Venom to stop eating people's heads, <laughs> <laughs> and he's trying to get him. You know, just uh, they're trying to lay low. Eddie Brock's trying to rebuild his his name as a journalist. And the movie ensues from there, I guess, so to speak, where he is asked by the uh, by Woody Harrelson's character to come and see him. Like he specifically asked for Eddie Brock to come and interview him. I didn't know if you had anything to say. <laughs> oh <laughs> Sorry. no, I
1: was, I was just. You know that's something I I kind of wondered about. Like, why is why does he want this like journalist to kind of come and visit him? Well, you find out yeah <laughs>
0: quite a bit later in the movie, and it and you know it it it. Uh, but you're right. It does kind of initially kind of it's kind of like stuck in your craw. And maybe they wanted it to be stuck in your craw because it's like, why does he want Eddie Brock? This doesn't make any sense. You know.
1: Yeah, and I originally thought that you were going to be doing like some sort of Hannibal lecter style mind games, but it never, thankfully, it never comes to that. Yeah. Because I feel like that's that's been played out.
0: Yeah, it did. Initially, I was like, oh boy, we're going into some Silence of Lambs territory. And I was like, you, I was kind of relieved when they they didn't because it's like, we don't need that again. We've already had seven different versions of Red Dragon, you know? (laughs) So let's move on.
1: It's only been three. Okay, three.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, it just feels like. Well, I guess there's just been a couple other Hannibal movies that aren't the Red Dragon story. But but yeah, and so I don't like what. What would if you had to give this movie a genre outside of comic book movie, Dakota? What genre would you give it? Ooh.
1: See, I I almost want to put it in, like, a buddy cop movie, but neither one of them are cops. I guess it's...
0: It ha- <laughs> well, okay, but it still fits, because it's like, I guess you could say a buddy comedy or something. Yeah, there you go. A buddy comedy slash romance, <laughs> because uh it, it really does feel like, you know, like I said, it feels like this movie's supposed to still be within that. Earlier, the time period pretty close to the first movie and it's like these two still trying to work out their relationship a little bit with sharing a body and 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 one being hungry for brain (laughs) and the other one um attempting to be moral although you know like maybe he he stretches things sometimes maybe for stories and stuff like that but you know he he doesn't want to kill people You know, he draws the line there, I guess you could say. And so um, it really feels like it's, I don't know. There's just a lot of, I, I, I. that was like the best part of the first movie, I think, too, was watching Tom Hardy in a lot of ways just act against himself. <laughs> and, uh, and so it is kind of funny that this one is directed by Andy Serkis, who basically did that as Gollum. <laughs> Kind of acted against himself.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And so it does kind of make you wonder, uh, is that what attracted Andy Serkis to the project was just, you know, his intrigue and those type of characters. I don't know.
1: A part of me thinks maybe he injected some of that in there. Maybe because because it is
0: heavier in this movie.
1: Yeah, in the first one, it, it was so kind of, it's, I think the way some people talk about it is how this movie turned out where it's just like they're they're constantly at odds with one another and they're there's I don't know if you want to call it what they have a symbiotic relationship well I think this movie is really them
0: learning how to be symbiotic or simpatico yeah so to speak which is why it's a bromance that's what i'm saying <laughs> so um yeah just those scenes i guess of uh so they didn't have to constantly have us watching Tom Hardy just talking to himself, visually speaking, obviously audibly we're hearing Venom's voice, but they did a lot more of pulling Venom out and being a talking head, you know, from his the, from the symbiote goo, I guess. They did that a few more times in this movie than in the first movie too, and I think that just kind of helps because it gives you something more visually interesting to look at. And then, of course, uh, there was a few times when Venom was trying to come out when he shouldn't have been and was like, <laughs> Venom gets easily annoyed and just wants to eat people.
1: <laughs> uh, yes.
0: And so, yeah, but there were some interesting kind of su- side character stories in this. We have a detective who was a prison guard for Shriek in the past, and now he's a detective for the city, and so he has, like, a tie, and there's kind of a storyline there. We even get a little bit more with the convenience store lady, Mrs. Chen, who we all remember from the first one because there's some good stuff in the convenience store. And um, Michelle Williams' character, Anne, is back. And Dan, her her doctor boyfriend and, um Venom's... Venom's arch-rival since Venom is in love with Anne also um who else do we we see again uh the question in everyone's mind do we see sexy Venom again (laughs) I'm gonna leave that one up in the air for you to find out
1: um so there's a line in this that um I kind of want to I don't think anyone's really brought it up but uh when Venom sees Carnage for the first time, he kind of tries to nope out of there right away. Yeah, he nopes it. And he's like, that's a red one? And it's like... Uh, yeah, I meant to ask you about that. <laughs> Is that a thing? Well, what was the... The one in the first one was purple?
0: Yeah, or gr- gray? I don't know. Yeah, something... But I I didn't know if that was like a comic thing and I, I where he's like panicking that it's a red one. Yeah.
1: <laughs> And, yeah, but that doesn't mean anything to you? I don't know. Well, we don't know. I don't really know anything about these symbiotes. I know there's (laughs) other ones. There's been other ones. (laughs) Yes. I mean, Uh, it's not like uh, the, you know, the green lantern rings, like each color of the ring depends on what it's capable of doing. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Or now when I think of colors, I've been uh, working my way through Smallville again, that's right, and I'm choosing to do it, people. <laughs> you may think it's a cheesy teen soap opera. Well, you're wrong. It's a cheesy teen soap opera with superheroes. So, no, but in that, you know, the colors, like, the red kryptonite makes Clark just like a like a passionate bad boy. And, you know, um, they get into some other colors. I think so far where I'm at in the show, it's mostly just been the red one, <laughs> other than the normal green. But I know, like, isn't there, like, a clear kryptonite? That d- no, the clear one is when is drained of its power. Anyway, we won't get into it. Sorry, guys. I've been watching a lot of Smallville going down a rabbit hole. <laughs> anyway, <All right>. Venom. <laughs> well, back to Carnage. Hey, guys. You know, it's been a while since we've done one of these. You may notice. <laughs> oh, man. Um. Yeah, so uh, let's look at. One thing, there is a few more, I guess I wouldn't say maybe there's more action sequences in this one, but like the first one, I thought they did some kind of, they did, they figured out some kind of clever things to do with just him being gooey in a sense. (laughs) How did you feel about the ways they used the symbiotes
1: in this movie? You know, it, I think it was a lot more impressive how they portrayed them as opposed to the first one. Yeah. Because the first one is kind of just like, I don't know, They, they the villain kind of reminded me more of Sandman. Where he was kind of essentially just making weapons out of his hands. And that kind of remind, yeah reminded me a lot of Sandman because he'd do like the, what was it, the hammer sometimes or...
0: You're talking about in the first one?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right. But yeah, because they didn't really I know Spider Man's not in these movies yet, so you can't really have him doing stuff that Spider Man would do. Yeah. But Yeah,
0: and I think that's the thing is like they're they're limited because I know one thing Venom Event can do is he swings by the goo like Spider Man. Yeah. But I suppose that comes later when Yeah. So if we're not there yet or if we're ever there I don't know whatever they do with these um yeah it's so yeah it felt like uh too like the I don't know if this is the right term but like uh, they felt more I mean it was still familiar and had the same appearance but I felt like in this movie it wasn't so glossy. Maybe, you know, sometimes when they CGI stuff and they forget to make it look like it belongs in that world and it sometimes looks a little too shiny or something. Yeah. I feel like in this one, I don't know if this is the right word, but the colors were kind of matted a little bit more so that they kind of looked more realistic in the world they were in instead of just that sh- shiny CGI.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I really, really did enjoy how Carnage was portrayed in this? Yeah, he's, he does seem like something out of a nightmare, which in the comics is like how he's always portrayed. Yeah,
0: in the, I was trying to remember, and maybe this is me just having just making a fake memory of sorts. But was Carnage like more golden red, red and gold? Sorry, it not like I was saying golden red, but red and gold, or was he? Because in this, he's kind of. Mostly
1: red and then kind of
0: has like a grayish kind of rock color in parts. for some reason I remember having like a yellowish or something well, I maybe I'm
1: think that might just be another symbiote.
0: I'm, maybe I am thinking of a different symbiote because um yeah I d- that was just something that I caught at one point but I do agree I liked kind of the the carnage design because he almost he's supposed to be more chaos hence the name carnage. And it just felt like when you looked at him, he, like you said, he just feels like an explosion of chaos and just kind of creepiness, in a sense. Even though Venom yeah. isn't exactly, you know, the prettiest guy on the block, or whatever, <laughs> that uh, Carnage just had more like this, yeah, like chaotic ickiness to him. That was a little bit different. I think part of it was that they had him a little bit more tentacly and things like that. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Mhm. But uh, let's let's look at performances now. When we reviewed the first one, um I know I for sure, but I know you two, We were just like saying how Tom Hardy made the movie. Like cuz he was just like 100% in. <laughs> and everyone else in the movie was fine. You know, and and we're fine. But that that was really Tom Hardy's show that first one. Yeah. Now, this one, there were a lot more other people doing things. You know, it wasn't so, like, he was still the focus point. But there was a lot more people going on around him. It wasn't just like, well, every once in a while he'd see that doctor that Jenny Slate played. Or, you know, the, the, the bad Mark Zuckerberg, you know, or something. But in this one, you know, there was Woody Harrelson, Naomi Harris, and... Like I said, there was this. There was a detective that's that has a that's a big player in the movie. How did you feel about the performances in this one?
1: Um. Well, once I got over that kind of weird way Woody Harrelson was speaking, because it's I don't yeah. Know, what was that? I don't know what he was trying to. What he was trying to really do with that, but it it kind of caught me off guard a little bit. I got used to it eventually, but
0: yeah, because at first. I think he was just trying to, like, not be Woody Harrelson. But his way, I think, of getting around it was he had, there was, like, a weird pattern to it. Yeah. But maybe it's supposed to be
1: off-putting since he's essentially a serial killer. Yeah. And I don't know that the there's a scene where they kind of involve some animation. <laughs> yeah. in particularly, like. Kind of seemed like for a moment we were in another, we were watching another movie for a second.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So when that happened, I was like, this is a bold choice (laughs) because it worked, but it just kind of came out of left field.
1: Yeah. I'm not saying, I'm not saying it was a bad scene. It's just for a second there, it was.
0: Yeah. It was just so unexpected or something. But I don't know. And maybe I'm wondering, you know, it's like, was this in the script, or did Circus come up with this? Was this a post-production call, you know? But uh, yeah, it really it does. It kind of like all of a sudden there's just this animation sequence. But for what it was doing, I thought by you know as it went on, it kind of worked, you know. But but yeah. So and then we the other, you know, Naomi Harris. Um, what were some other things we were realizing she's from? I'm pretty sure she was Calypso.
1: Right, in the Pirates
0: of the Caribbean movies.
1: Yeah, she is. uh, I think the first thing I remember her from was uh, 28 Days Later.
0: Yes, thank you. She is the lady in that, isn't she?
1: Yeah, and then uh, she's been Eve Moneypenny the last few James Bond movies. and Mm -hmm. Hopefully we'll actually get to see her soon in the the upcoming Bond film. Yeah, it's supposedly going to come out this month. Now that I said that, though, it won't. (laughs) <laughs> Which feels weird, because that was a what a spring to 2020 movie supposed to be anyway?
0: Yes. Yeah, it's just Yeah, that was in that first batch that were cancelled when like it was a quiet place and all of those were slowly just getting pulled off
1: the slate. Yeah, it's it's funny that uh Christopher Nolan, you know, his his big, big movie kind of tanked at the box office. But Shang Chi actually did pretty well. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of emboldened um, the people behind these films to be like, "All right, we'll just
0: put them in theaters." Yeah, and Dune isn't out in America yet, but I guess it's doing pretty good overseas.
1: Yeah, that's uh, it's kind of a big, big month for movies.
0: Yeah, well, and it's like the when we were at the movie theater night, even that guy who helped us, the worker there, was talking about how there's still a lot of big movies coming out still this year. I mean, even though there's only a few months left. They're really getting in a lot, you know, especially compared to when there was, like, one every four months. Like, it was <laughs> for the longest time when it was, like, eh, long drought. Wonder Woman 1984. Oof. And then it was, like, drought, you know. And, you know, there'd be a few kids' movies, you know, like, splattered through there or something. But just not a whole lot. So, yeah. But, yeah, so, uh, anyway, yeah. And then... uh The one person who I felt like got maybe got, like, short-ended in this was Michelle Williams. I was surprised that her part I thought was going to be bigger than it was. And it wasn't like she was a small part. It's just that she really wasn't in it as much as you'd think, maybe. But I think it's because the movie... Wasn't quite what I thought it was going to be, like what the the story was going to exactly be.
1: Yeah, I think I think simply because it's it's almost like there was there was four main characters in this movie. Cause yeah, you have you have Eddie Brock and you have Venom. They have their thing going on. Then you have uh, Carnage and Shriek, and what's going on with them. And I think she kind of just, it came down to, we were trying well, to keep this under 90 minutes.
0: And like I said, even that detective, I don't even know that actor's name. It almost felt like.
1: Oh, he's in a lot of stuff, man. Stephen Graham. Yeah. I mean, I recognized him. Oh. I just don't know from what, but um, he was actually, we mentioned, uh, we were talking about a movie earlier he was in the, uh, what was the Johnny Depp movie where he's uh, playing the John Dillinger? Public Enemies. Oh, is he in that? Yeah, he's uh, Babyface Nelson in that. Was he really? Yeah. Hmm,
0: didn't realize that.
1: Um, I, I you weren't really a fan of the show uh, Boardwalk Empire, but he played Al Capone in that. Did a great job as Al Capone. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. And I feel like uh,
0: like his storyline. Was pretty pivotal to this movie too, and so they were, you know, like he was always kind of integrated into Venom too, more than Michelle Williams, I guess. What I was getting at, which was surprising to me, because again, this movie ended up, um, being, you know, the story was just kind of different than maybe I thought it was going to go, and then it it made sense, and then you kind of just, then you like like Dakota said, you get it, it makes sense, and then again, it's a ninety minute movie, which, wait. Which was to the first Venom's benefit, and I think was to this movie's benefit, too. That they don't overstay their welcome and they tell the story they're there to tell.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to kind of say something controversial right now. Okay. I I, kind of wish other um, Spider-Man-themed stuff kind of kept the same, had that same idea.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of people forget that the first two spider-men with toby Maguire were both like almost two hours on the nose yeah like the first one pretty much is and i think the second one is pretty much right in that right at that two hour whereas now comic book movies the trend is two hour 20 or more
1: yeah i feel like (laughs) i feel like it's getting a little too absurd at this point
0: well, and I think a lot of it is there's so much more world building.
1: You know, if you think about it,
0: in Venom, they're not really doing a whole lot of world building. And in those original Spider-Man, where he's not tied to anything else, there's no world building. Whereas in all these movies now, they need this extra 20 to 30 minutes. Because peppered throughout the movie, if if you those are the world building moments, you know? And so... <sighs> That's a little bit of it, I think. You know, not totally.
1: Yeah. But I just I just felt like the last Spider-Man film was a little, it felt a little too long. Especially when you rewatch it, it feels.
0: Oh, yeah. The Mysterio one? Yeah. See, I don't think that way, but it's because I love that movie. Yeah, you
1: would. <laughs> Did we ever review that one? I thought, I thought we
0: had. I don't know. But well, if we have it, cards on the table. I loved it. <laughs> That's a good question. I, I wonder if I that am, one
1: was one we missed. I am okay with it, I guess.
0: Yeah. Well, and we'll, well, I mean, we got the third Spider-Man coming out here soon. We'll probably talk about the other two again here at some point.
1: Which uh did you like how hard did you like like scream for joy when you saw that trailer and Doc Ock showed up at the end? Oh,
0: gal. I mean, I'm actually one who's staying pretty conservative on my excitement for that movie because I have a feeling that what most of the internet is expecting is going to cause most of the internet to be disappointed. <laughs> that's, that's just my two cents. I think that if they're truly introducing those Spider-Men in this movie that they're really not going to
1: necessarily be in it as much as alluded to. See, for me, it was the pumpkin grenade. That caused me to freak out. Well, yeah. I
0: That was the, the unexpected moment for me in that trailer. But see, I guess I was more referring to everybody's freaking out about the other Spider-Man being in it. I uh, I don't know what's going on there. Yeah. But yeah, when the pumpkin bomb fell and you heard the laugh, I was like, no way. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> Are we getting a little Willem
1: action here? Because not not to be that guy, but uh, those pumpkin grenades were pretty devastating. Yeah. uh, Um, um,
0: (laughs) If you remember from the first Spider-Man, it turned guys into CGI skeletons.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Which was such a a Sam Raimi thing. Yes. He's such a horror. I don't want to say a horror filmmaker, but he's, he's obviously done that before with the evil dead yeah but it was kind of like horror but goofy horror in a way
0: yeah like uh they basically blew up and became army of darkness skeletons for a few seconds
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i think uh do you have any much more to say about this movie i guess um
1: i found it enjoyable it's uh i'll put it that way It's definitely one of those movies you should see on the big screen just for the climactic end fight.
0: One thing that I will say about these Venom movies is they're loud. Now, (laughs) again, if you've listened to our original Venom review, I probably need to have a disclaimer here that when we went to the first Venom, somebody, like, went to turn the volume knob and then, like, passed out and then turned the knob all the way as they fell Because it was, what's even the word? It was psychotically (laughs) loud. Every time there was like a buildup or a venom screech or something, it was like shriek in this movie where your ears would
1: start bleeding and you would need a hearing aid for the rest of your life. (laughs) Yeah, it took me back to uh, Attack of the Clones.
0: Oh, would that happen when you went to that movie?
1: Yeah, when uh, when Slave 1 kind of drops those mines to take Ooh, out. the
0: seismic charge.
1: And, yeah, the theater I was in, it actually, the walls and the ceiling <laughs> rumbled because it was so loud. Like, it was just, oh, man, it was something uh, else.
0: Yeah, you know, that's actually my, uh, when I get a text message on my phone, it's that seismic charge. Oh, it goes, <laughs> <zoom>. <laughs> Even if that doesn't happen, you know, where someone leaves the volume switch way too high, they're just loud movies. And I think part of it is that Venom talks very loud. And then the fighting involves a lot of yelling and screaming.
1: See, we say this movie's too loud, but there are some movies when I'm watching them at home, I like have to turn the subtitles on (laughs) because I have the volume up so loud, but I'm still struggling to hear these people.
0: Well, sometimes with these so, with these
1: Blu-rays at home
0: too, they have a mixed so crazy, where it's like the explosions are like blowing you up, and then people go to talk, and it's like,
1: and then it's like,
0: and you haven't changed the volume at all. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, it's mixed for surround sound, and you're watching it on a stereo, on a on stereo sound or something.
1: Yeah, so I guess I guess we just can't win for losing. What are you going to do? I'm just going to be a grumpy old man about it, I guess. Yep.
0: (laughs) No, but again, I I, I found this one very enjoyable. I guess I don't know, really, because now I've watched the first Venom a few times now. And since I've only seen this one once and pretty freshly, it's hard for me to say, like, oh, this one's better than the first one or whatever. Like, right now, all I could definitively say is I thought it was on par with the first one, and I didn't like the first one a lot. And that's how I feel about this one now. Dakota, I don't I don't know where you at, I guess, in terms of...
1: Well, I thought the first one was pretty good. Uh, this one is also really enjoyable. But I think this one kind of... I like it a little bit more, just because there's, there's a lot going on. Yeah, I mean,
0: and I think that's where it's easy to say that maybe this one's better, is that there's more to the story, <laughs> which helps... You know, like the first one was really just kind of the the uh, novelty of it. You know, of just Tom Hardy just all in. <laughs> yeah, and so yeah, I think it's it, it's it's safe to say that I also would also give the disclaimer that these movies are not for everybody. Even if you're a comic book fan, Venom is just a very <laughs> you kind of have to know what you're getting into when you watch a Venom movie. <laughs> Like he's kind of it's it's ridiculous. He wants to eat people's heads. I mean, that's just not everybody's cup of tea.
1: Yeah, it doesn't veer off the the path uh, <laughs> though, like Deadpool does. Uh,
0: yeah, well, Deadpool is just over the top for over the top sake, though.
1: Yeah, I could I could understand why that movie would be off putting, but I think I think these uh, Venom movies are just kind of good fun, though.
0: Yeah, and I think that's definitely what they're going for, even when you know. Andy Circus in some of his interviews leading up to this one, it sounds like they just wanted it to be like a stupid fun time, you know, at the movies. So, and I feel like it hit the nail on the head.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's a stupid fun time. You know, it's, it's funny because movies like that kind of aim for that seem to kind of stick around in your consciousness a little longer. Yeah. Like uh, the Brendan Fraser's The Mummy. Yeah. That was meant to be just like a good old fashioned popcorn flick. Right. Just a romp. (laughs) And it's it's (laughs) in so many ways, in all ways, I guess, better than that Tom Cruise movie that they threw two hundred million dollars in and Yeah, I mean,
0: every time I think of the mummy movie, I mean you can't not think of when the mummy is walking up to them, screams at them. (laughs) And Brendan Fraser just screams back and then just shoots it in the gut with his shotgun. I mean, that is awesome. <laughs> that's just not going to happen in a Tom Cruise mummy.
1: Yeah, I think he takes himself too seriously. Yeah,
0: it's too self-serious. I mean, and that was the thing. It's just like, just sometimes some just good old-fashioned, just dumb popcorn fun. That's all we want. So it's kind of nice when these come around every once in a while. And And like I said, I think if you like the first one, You know, this one, I think you're going to find yourself enjoying it quite a bit too. But yeah, I think with that, we'll kind of pull this one to a close. It's nice to be back. We're going to be bringing some more to you now, partially just because we just are again. And man, there's just going to be some more movies to talk about. So, a lot of big ones coming up, a lot of biggies. So, with that, we'll catch you next time. So, thanks for listening to this episode. This is Steven.
1: This is Dakota. See you later.
0: Like uh, they felt more. I mean, it was still.